Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! It is so good to be a New Jersey Devils fan right now. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, the host of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your first place new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly appreciate it. You already know how much it means the world to me to interact with so many of you amazing Devils fans and how many times I get complimented about the podcast. So as always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for showing the love and support. It means the freaking world to me. It really does. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Devils fans and just sports fans in general, right now, right now, March Madness, the NCAA tournament, is about to kick off. And so... If you want to get the opportunity to get huge cash prizes with all of the offers that DraftKings has for this March Madness, here's what you do. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You sign up with our promo code THPN. And don't forget to tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And as always, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. Devils fans, we are in 
such a phenomenal time right now with where the Devils are, where we are in the season, and everything like that. And it still to this day just blows my mind where this team was even a year ago today to where they are now. And it's night and day. And after these last three games, I mean, they just continue to break records, win games, and show so much excitement, so much electricity for this Devils franchise, this fan base. And with every win, with every point, with every celebration, with every goal, you know, we just get more and more excited. And so this episode is going to be recapping the last three games for the Devils against the Capitals, Canadians, and the big one on Sunday night at home against the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll also be looking ahead to, without a doubt, one of the most interesting uh, weeks for the Devils in terms of scheduling and who they play. And they only play two teams and they play four games. So I'll explain in much more detail later on in this episode. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during the first round and the second round of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And there are so many different big-time matchups. The one upset matchup I'm looking for is Oral Roberts back in the tournament against the Duke Blue Devils. I'm telling you guys, that is a prime opportunity for a major upset. There's so many other great matchups going on as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we will start with the game on Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. So the Devils were... Coming into this one looking for a bounce back win after the tough 4-3 regulation loss to the Maple Leafs on Tuesday night. Clearly the Devils had to come into this one feeling pretty frustrated, feeling pretty pissed off and certainly motivated to try to get themselves the W in this one. Devils also looking for their second win of the year against the Washington Capitals and at least making sure they don't lose the season series to the Capitals. And if you go back as far as like two seasons ago, being completely swept in six, eight games, whatever it was against Washington and how much the Capitals over the last five, six, seven years have had our number. This is one of those opportunities to really exercise the demons and really just get this team to believe more and more that they can beat the teams that they usually cannot beat and that they can continue to believe that they can beat anybody that they play. 
This was also the first game in which we got to see Jesper Boquist playing on a top line with Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer. You know, Brat was had really been struggling for the last couple of games. Boquist, as I've mentioned before, has really stepped up his role and has continued to improve game in and game out. Even in games where he's not scoring, he's still making an impact. So I felt like that this was a good opportunity for Boquist. I feel like he earned the opportunity to play on a top line. Devils went with Akira Schmidt in this one. Definitely looking to give VTech a little bit more rest. We talked about it in the last episode with it, you know, mainly talking about my concerns with VTech Vanacek. Um, you know, he, I, I think definitely getting some rest, sitting for a couple of games, I think is good for VTech. And, you know, eventually we knew he was going to get an opportunity to get back in the net, try to regain that confidence. So then looking at the game as a whole, Devils, you know, dominated the first period, had a lot of really good chances. But then Jay, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who, by the way, just got a contract extension from Washington, uh, the New Jersey native from Middletown, New Jersey. He got the puck after just, again, a very piss poor clear out attempt in the defensive zone by the Devils. He took a shot, got blocked, took a second shot, got blocked. And then third time's the charm, hitting off the skate of Ryan Graves and then bouncing through the legs of Akira Schmidt in with 10 seconds to go in the period. And the Capitals gave themselves the one nothing lead. Definitely a back-breaking type goal, a late-period goal in a period where the Devils were the better team, but didn't show on the score sheet. So it's one nothing Washington uh, after one. Both teams, I definitely felt like in the second period, really started to get things going, particularly the Devils. Eric Halla, who's coming off a two-goal performance against Toronto, getting his third goal in two games, his eighth of the year, he would tie it up at one. But then 37 seconds later, that bad man, Dogson Mercer, with his 22nd of the year, nice feet in front, he buries it past Darcy Kemper, and the Devils grab the 2-1 to lead. So in the span of about 40 seconds, the Devils went from being down one to being up one. And for Dawson Mercer with that goal, the point streak lives on to an 11th straight game, continuing to just be an absolute dog that he is. Unfortunately, though, the lead would not last too particularly long. Dylan Strom would kind of get a lucky bounce that beat Akira Schmidt, and it was kind of a frustrating situation because, again, you felt like the Devils had the good amount of control in this game, but uh, both goals for the Capitals, you got to call it like it is, just really lucky bounces for them. Um, but nonetheless, they were able to score and tie the game up at two, and neither team would uh would find a way to score the rest of the way throughout the regulation. Both Kemper, you know, Darcy Kemper made a couple of really big time diving saves in that third period. Akira Schmidt continued to stand tall. And so after regulation, we have a 2-2 game. So the game goes to overtime. And despite both teams getting some pretty decent opportunities, again, Kemper and Akira Schmidt locking it down, not allowing either team to get the game winner. So the game goes to a shootout, and I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't already accepting that we were going to lose the game because, you know, when did the Devils ever do well in the shootout? We've seen it several times this year. Even in the game, the shootout win that we had against the San Jose Sharks, the Devils weren't even that good. And if you look at the last time against the Vegas the week before, we, we looked horrible. We had three really bad shots, not even that creative, and we ultimately lost the game. And so once again, we're relying on Akira Schmidt to continue to make saves in the hope that somebody on the Devils um, gets a goal. Well, 
Through the first three rounds, both Akira Schmidt and Darcy Kemper traded saves. So we had to go to extra time or to sudden death um, in the uh, in the shootout. So uh, Capitals could not score in their fourth attempt. So after Schmidt gets a fourth stop, Timo Meyer, who had scored just once in four attempts in his entire career, came up, went up the right side, back up the middle, goes top shelf, beating Darcy Kemper, scoring just his second career shootout goal. And the Devils, in four rounds, beat the Washington Capitals one to nothing in the shootout and win the game overall in the nation's capital by the final score of three to two. And so the Devils getting their second win of the year against the Washington Capitals, moving their record to two, one and oh, so the Devils will have one more game against DC later on uh, this month. I believe, I think like the last week of March, if I remember correctly. And so they'll have a chance when they get to that game to potentially win three out of four against the Capitals, but a big win. Nonetheless, great job to bounce back after that loss to Toronto Devils also with their seventh consecutive win against a Metropolitan Division team. And we talked about it early on this season, Devils fans. One of the biggest keys for this team in order to get into the playoffs and have success, you had to do well against your division. And since that game-winning goal in overtime by Damon Severson back in mid-January against the Rangers. The Devils have been so dominant against their own division, and that is a big reason why they're in the position that they're in right now. So overall, wasn't pretty of a game, but then again, a lot of the Devils' wins nowadays are not pretty, but it was a grinded-out game. Devils come away with the win 3-2 to and get off to a good start um, on this little mini road trip. So then we move to the second game of this two-game road trip as the Devils travel to Montreal to take on the lonely, I'm sorry to say that, but it's true, lowly uh, Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. Now, the Devils clearly coming in looking for some revenge after that 5-2 to two loss in regulation a few weeks back at home against this Canadiens team. So clearly they had revenge on their mind. This was also the first of a back-to-back this past weekend with obviously the bigger one coming up on Sunday night against Carolina. So you wanted to get yourself a win in Montreal, get yourself a couple of you know wins in a row, two in a row, and give yourself as much confidence as you can going into that big-time game against the Hurricanes. Now, the Devils ended up going back to Akira Schmidt for the second straight game. And to be honest with you, I really, really liked it. I really liked it. I, I remember even talking to Devil Central and Jay on Instagram, which by the way, if you haven't, um, if you're not following them on Instagram, you, you, you're not doing good, man. You got to follow them. They're the best page out there when it comes to Devil's coverage. They do a phenomenal job. So make sure that you go follow them. But I remember talking to them and I said to them, you know, this is a really good decision, I think, from Lindy Ruff's perspective. I really like the idea of Schmidt playing in a couple of games in a row, giving VTech a little bit more rest, and kind of going from there. And, you know, it, it, you definitely feel like Schmidt has earned the opportunity to play a couple more games. I'm sure we'll see him in a handful of games moving forward down these last 16 or so games to go in the regular season. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like with Schmidt, with every game, even if he doesn't win, but with every game, he grows more confident. The team in front of him grows more confident. And now we're starting to finally fully solidify our tandem of Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens if and when Mackenzie Blackwood comes back, what the Devils decide to do. 
But going back to the game here, Devils, you know, really dominating the first 20 minutes. Definitely looked like the team, you know, you could definitely see the difference in, you know, in terms of quality and everything. This definitely looked like through 20 minutes, a game that the Devils um, were going to have an easy time uh, winning. And it started with Nate Bastion getting his sixth of the year. Kind of dumps the puck, you know, behind uh, the Habs net. Three. Three different ass players collided with one another thanks to a move by Nate Bastion. He continues to hound the puck, steals it, and then just kind of turns it around on the right side, and it just sneaks through the legs of Jake Allen and in. And the Devils grab the one nothing lead. Again, Bastion with a sixth goal of the year. I kind of think it's possible with 16 games to go that Bastion maybe could be a double-digit goal scorer. I mean, he's only need, he only needs to get four more to get the 10, so... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but he gets a sixth here. Most importantly, Devils grab a one nothing lead. But then the captain, Nico Heischer, right place at the right time. Puck gets thrown on the net from the corner. He taps it in. I thought it was Tomas Tatar at first because I was thinking, oh, snap. You know, Tatar scoring against his former team. They end up being Nico Heischer getting his 28th of the year, getting that goal with a little bit over a minute to go in the period. Gives the Devils a 2 nothing lead that they would hold on to after 20 minutes of play. Nico Heischer, I mean, again, just another one of these situations where if you had told me at the beginning of the season, he would be on the verge of getting to 30 goals and maybe even getting over 30 goals this season, I wouldn't have believed you. But Nico Heischer continued to set new career marks, new you know season marks, and now he's just two goals away from 30. That is unbelievable. And the possibility of, like, we have two 30-goal scorers right now in Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer. But now you have Nico and potentially Jesper Brad as well. So, you know, if this keeps up, you can look at two, you can look at the Devils having at least four 30 goal scorers on this team going into the playoffs. So, Nico getting a big one there, two nothing Devils after one. And Dawson Mercer ended up getting an assist on that goal, which means the point streak moves to a dozen games as he gets it to a 12th consecutive game. So, Mercer continuing. To play on this hot streak, man, he just continues to be that dog, as I've said before. And also, with that point, and with obviously the streak moving to 12, it becomes the longest point streak in Devils history, Devils franchise history, for any player of the age of 21 or younger. The guy who used to hold it was former Devil Brendan Shanahan. So there's a little fun fact for all of you. Uh, I will say this, though. Jake Allen for Montreal really stood tall. After the first period, like he really did frustrate the Devils. There were plenty of times where the Devils could have really put this one well out of reach early on and just kind of blown the, the Habs out. But he kept the Habs in it. Uh, Dennis Gurionov, who just got traded, you know, at the deadline uh, from Dallas in exchange for, I think, Evgeny Dadanov, uh, he would get the Habs on the board. I think that might have been his first goal as a Canadian. He would get the Habs on the board and that would make it two to one going into the third period. So in a game that I think a lot of us were hoping would be um, the easier of the two games, Devils once again in a dogfight. But as the Devils have proven this year, no win comes easy. Not a single one, except when you're playing Columbus or the Flyers, but that's another story. Uh, but this one, definitely, Canadians were fighting tooth and nail. They would continue to push Allen, but he was just relentless. But eventually it got to the point where the Habs had to pull Jake Allen to get the extra skater, and Tomas Tatar would get his due scoring against this former team, getting his 15th of the year on an empty net, making it 3-1, to one, and that would be your final as the Devils win their second in a row, and 
get their win here to start the back-to-back, beating Montreal in Montreal, 3-1. to Good start to the back-to-back. Also, this game had no penalties at all. And I didn't even realize it towards the end of the game that neither team took a single penalty in this game. It was the first time, and I think in almost a decade, for the Devils that they were in a game in which there was not a single penalty. So it was kind of crazy how nobody in an entire 60-minute hockey game in the NHL took a penalty. So clearly a very interesting uh, way. But again, a win is a win. And what was even better about that win was the Hurricanes had lost on that same night 4 to nothing at home to the Vegas Golden Knights. So with that regulation loss and the Devils win, Devils now move to within two points of Carolina for first place in the Metro going in to the big-time showdown against this Hurricanes team. And now we shift to that game Sunday night at home against the Hurricanes. One of, if not the biggest game to date for the Devils this season, knowing what's at stake, taking on a Hurricanes team that uh, clearly did not play well against Vegas, ultimately not scoring, uh, and the Devils having an opportunity to tie the Hurricanes on points, although Carolina has a game in hand since they played one fewer game than us, but nonetheless, a huge opportunity to tie the Hurricanes in points at 94. What was also crazy, and I don't know if you guys realize this, but I think Amanda Stein might have pointed it out. Uh, On that day, on Sunday, uh, three years ago, the world stopped because of the dreaded COVID-19 pandemic. The Devils were actually supposed to play the Hurricanes that night. So fast forward three years later, the Devils are playing in a game in mid-March with a chance to tie for first place overall in the Metropolitan Division And it's kind of crazy where the Devils have come along. I even think about myself personally where I've come along and even Devils State of My Podcast three years ago that day, the Devils State of My Podcast did not exist. Uh, we still waited another, you know, three and a half months before the Devils State of My Podcast became a reality. So I'm actually coming up on my three year anniversary of starting this podcast. So it's kind of crazy. Um, but nonetheless, huge game at The Rock. Looking also for a third consecutive win and a chance to sweep the back-to-back on this weekend. Devils going back to Vitek Vanacek after sitting the last two games. I definitely felt like this was a good opportunity for Vitek to get back in the net. Lindy Ruff also went with the Jesper Brad Jack Hughes and Timo line after Brad had played the last two games on the third line. So again, Lindy moving the lines around, trying to see what he can do. Curtis Lazar who joined the team in Montreal, so he's finally with us after being acquired from Vancouver. Uh, He was in pregame warm-ups, but did not play. So we'll see if he plays on Tuesday against Tampa or, you know, when he'll get his first crack to make his Devils debut. So we'll have to wait for another game. Uh, Again, looking to potentially tie the, the Hurricanes at points at 94. Also, with a regulation win, the Devils would finish the season series against Carolina, winning it by getting five points. So that's crazy that they could finish, if they get the regulation win here, a chance to get points in three of the five games against another one of the best teams in the NHL. So, so much going on here. Eric Halla, the former Carolina Hurricane, was skating in his 600th career game 
And the really touching moment was seeing his son holding up a sign at the glass for his dad during warmups. It was such a, it was such a heartfelt moment, you know, and I'm sure for Eric Kala, it was going to be a special night for him. And I know for him, most importantly, he was hoping that he could help the Devils get themselves a win. Right from the first puck drop, the Devils had energy. You could feel it in the crowd. You could feel it on the ice. The Devils came out with a purpose that they were going to do whatever they could to grab the momentum right away and get going. And that's exactly what they did as Jack Hughes finally breaks his six-game goal drought. Great takeaway in the, in the offensive zone on a four-check. He gets it, goes to the legs of Peter Kochetkov, scoring and giving the Devils the one nothing lead. Jack Hughes with his 37th of the year, so just three shy of a 40-goal season for number 86. And I'm sure it was just a huge weight lifted off of his shoulders to finally get back on the scoreboard and give the Devils that early one nothing lead. And so the crowd's going crazy. It's just phenomenal, man. You can just feel the energy. Almost two minutes later, Devils are coming up through the middle of the ice. Jack Hughes makes a nice feed to a streaking Jesper Brad. He's got to step on the defenseman. He goes through the legs of Peter Kachekov as well, and he also scores five hole to make it two to nothing, getting his 26th of the year, also breaking a goal drought, which was at four going into that one. So both Jesper Brad and Jack Hughes finally being put back on a line together, and they are immediately making contributions, breaking some goal droughts, and getting the Devils the 2 nothing lead. And that's where things were after one. So 20 minutes in, great first period, got rewarded. Jack Hughes and Brett really stepping up, finally getting themselves off those goal droughts. And the Devils, you knew they had to keep pushing. They had to keep pushing. And despite the desperate pressing offensively from Carolina, um, VTech was back to being VTech Vanacek that we've seen all year long. He was strong, calm, cool, and collected, making those saves, and he was just tremendous. Then you go four, about four and a half minutes into the second period, we had the ultimate uh, Steve Dangle, dang it, moment, as uh, Steve Dangle will put it, as uh, Peter Kochekov decided he was going to play the puck behind the net, and he kind of hesitated for a moment, lost the puck, Jack Hughes got it, threw it in front, Kind of a scramble in front of the net. Kane's defenseman, Brady Shea, would fall on top of Peter Kochekov. And Jesper Bratt's able to easily tap it in for his second of the game, 27th of the year. And he would make it 3 nothing New Jersey. And that was kind of one of those funny things where I was watching and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, like finally getting in. I was thinking like if we're going this entire time without scoring off of that, it was crazy. And the Devils didn't react right away like they scored. It didn't kind of feel like they scored, but I could see the ref emphatically pointing at the goal saying that that puck was in the net. And so obviously, big time, up by three goals. Jesper Bratt, after that goal drop, getting himself his 26th and 27th of the year. And you could definitely like to hope that he's getting himself rolling now once again, and that was awesome. And Brady Shea and Peter Kochetkov definitely going to be on the not-so-top-10 um, plays of the night after that really funny thing. It was trending a bunch on Twitter, thanks to the Devils and also a bunch of other people. But 
Devils grabbed a 3 nothing lead, and that's where things stood after 40. So now you got 20 minutes to go. You're up by three, but you don't want to take your foot off the gas because you know at any moment Carolina could get themselves really going, could get themselves really going. And so you need it. You need it to keep the pressure up. I definitely felt like the Devils kind of fell back and were playing a lot more defensive hockey. Uh, Carolina had a lot of good chances, but they also missed the net a bunch. But when they did hit the net, Vitek Vanacek was there to shut the door the rest of the way. And when the clock expired, the Devils come away with a massive victory. 3-0 shutout of the Carolina Hurricanes. Their eighth consecutive win against the Metropolitan Division. And that officially moves the Devils to a first-place tie in points for first place in the Metropolitan Division with the Hurricanes at 94 a phenomenal bounce-back W for Vitek Banachek. He stopped all 32 shots that he faced against the Hurricanes, getting just his third shutout of the year, and he becomes the first devil, Devils goalie in four years to have three or more shutouts in a season. The last one, Mackenzie Blackwood. Vitek also gets win number 28. He's now 28-7-3, so he's two wins away from a 30-win season, and that is phenomenal. A statement win by the Devils to not only beat the Hurricanes, but to shut them out and have them get shut out for the second consecutive night is just an absolutely phenomenal job by the Devils' defense. Phenomenal job by VTech. Great job by Jack Hughes and Jesper Brett, two of our top guys stepping up in a big time game and getting themselves going. Pretty much a perfect night if you're a New Jersey Devils fan. Jack Hughes with a three-point night goal and two assists. That is his 27th multi-point game of the season, tying Taylor Hall in his Hart Trophy 2017-18 season for the Devils' all-time record. So with 16 games to go, Jack Hughes needs just one more multi-point game to now have the new franchise record in a season. Like I said before, Jesper Bratt got going, two goals, 26th and 27th. He's now three goals away from being another 30-goal scorer on this team. And obviously, with him in a contract year, any type of big game like this is certainly going to help his case in terms of money. And even though he didn't score, Timo Meyer, who I think has gotten a penalty in every game but one since he joined the Devils, which is kind of funny, even he had a lot of really good opportunities. And I know... Todd Cordell of Inferno Access, uh, which you haven't, if you haven't subscribed to yet, please do. It also covers the Devils. Uh, my good buddy Alex Chauvinsky also writes for them as well. He kind of mentioned it uh, on Monday that when you look at it from, you know, just a analytical perspective for Timo, he's had a really good amount of shots. He's had a really good amount of opportunities, just not a lot of shots. And so it's for him, just it's going to come. The goals are going to come. He's been in really good position. He just has been a little bit unlucky. So the more chemistry he builds, which he's certainly with Jack Hughes, you can see that they're growing confident in one another, game in and game out. And hopefully if Brad can stay on that line, you know, moving forward, that Timo's going to really, really start to find his goal scoring again and just make this team even more tough to beat. But he looks sharp as well. That whole second line looked great. Unfortunately, though, Dawson Mercer did not get a point in this one, so his phenomenal point streak comes to an end after 12 games. So just a, just a great job by Dawson Mercer. Now I'll have a chance to see if he can uh, begin anew 
point streak um, this upcoming week. But Mercer Man just continuing to uh, flourish here in his second season. And the Devils, like I mentioned, finished the season series 2-1-1 against the Hurricanes, getting five points out of a possible eight. So that is a tremendous job by them that they win the season series against such a talented team. Just a phenomenal mission accomplished job by the Devils. So three wins in a row and a great, great weekend for the Devils. And to kind of wrap this episode up, let's look ahead to what we got this upcoming week. So currently Devils, 44-16-6. They have never won 50 games in a season. This is the opportunity to be the first Devils team in, t- in franchise history to win 50 games. They are only six get, uh, wins away from that. They currently have 94 points, tied for first place in the Metropolitan Division, and now 10 points ahead of the New York Rangers, who lost in overtime. So the Devils continue to separate themselves. Tied for second in the Eastern Conference and tied for second in the National Hockey League. And we'll see if they can get alone into first place in the Metro on Tuesday. Devils, as I mentioned before, 16 games to go this season. And according to Sam Kassan of NJDevils.com, the magic number for the Devils to clinch a playoff spot is 10 points. And I believe that's a combination of Devils winning and getting points and also Ottawa slash Buffalo dropping points. So if things continue to click the way they are, in the next couple of games, the Devils could clinch, officially clinch their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we're getting closer and closer to really having that awesome celebration. Also, the Devils are 7-1-1 in their last nine games. So we'll see if they can go to 8-1-1 in their next in their last 10 uh, with the game on Tuesday. They are also an impressive 5-1-1 so far in the month of March. So again, making another month a dominant one on a three-game heater right now. All they need to do is win 11 more in a row to break their record from earlier this year. Um, but looking at the Devils' schedule this week, I really don't know what the NHL schedule makers were thinking when they decided to do this, but here's what we got. Tuesday night at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. First shot against the three-time defending Eastern Conference champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Palat's first chance uh, uh, to go up against his former team. Thursday night at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, so back-to-back games against Tampa. Then the Devils, this weekend, play once again back-to-backs. They're on the road on Saturday night in Sunrise against the Florida Panthers. And then the very next night in Tampa, once again, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Devils play their three games against the Lightning in their next four games. So this is going to be an incredibly, incredibly tough a uh, week of hockey for the Devils against, you know, granted, the, the, the Lightning have been struggling this year. You know, they're still going to get in the playoffs. And remember, they still have a huge amount of talent. Kucherov, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, um, Victor Hedman, all these different guys. But we do have one guy that could give us an advantage, and that is Andre Palat. And I'm sure Lindy Ruff is going to come to... Um, to Andre Pilat to try to get some help and try to get some pointers to try to develop a good game plan. But 
yeah, these are going to be some big time games here at home and on the road against, you know, a Tampa Bay team that's definitely going to be, you know, a team to watch out for in the playoffs and Florida, who is still very much trying to get themselves in the playoffs. So we will see how the Devils do against the state of Florida this upcoming week. I also do want to give a quick shout out to Tampa Lightning coach John Cooper. I think after the last game they played, he was about to leave his press conference when he was speaking to the media. And he actually got one more question from, I think it's like the Tampa Lightning's junior reporter. He's a kid. Um, and, uh, you know, he, I think the kid asked him something like, what was the thing that made you smile uh, or made you happy? And John Cooper said, you know, very nicely that the, the best part was just seeing guys playing well there at the end, knowing that they were going to win. And I think that was great. And John Cooper's just such a, he's such a great person. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things about him. And he's a phenomenal coach and what he's, and what he's done. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to him, but bottom line, Devils fans going to be another action packed week of hockey. And if there's any team out there that can go up against these tough opponents and find a way to get these W's, it's your new Jersey Devils.